gracious God, living God, God whose heart beat as us in Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the blood of life that gets shed all across this world because people have a hard time loving their enemies. Help us, dear Lord, to learn how to be just like God today in the image of Jesus. And so may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, either through us or in spite of us. Speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. Morning. Morning. It's an exciting day as our delegates assemble at the special conference of the United Methodist Church in St. Louis, Missouri. And I've been following the reports online from some of our local representatives, and there's been a lot of prayer surrounding them and everybody there for these past several months. Our bishop asked us, laity and clergy alike, as you may remember, to pray for this conference as much as we can. And I've joined millions of United Methodists around the world doing this every day. And I thank you for your prayers as our congregation, and I hope and pray that we'll pray for the future of our Methodist movement all the time, as much as we can, with or without a special conference as an excuse to encourage our prayers. Because we all need the prayers that we can pray moving forward as a church in Christ. Amen? We here, we're fortunate. We have a, a good congregation. We're welcoming new members here today. And we have people excited to be planning for a bright future for this church. But we can't ignore what we're a part of as we prepare for our future here in South Maryland. We're a part of a global community of Christians in a world with many different cultures and traditions. And even in our country, traditions, both inside and outside of our United Methodist Church differ quite a bit sometimes. So as we welcome our new members moving into our church this morning, into the fellowship of Christ that we call the United Methodist Church, let's remember saying yes to Jesus is not the hardest part of faith. Amen? <laughs> the hardest part of faith is saying yes to God's world in faith, even when everything inside of us might scream, no, not that person. There's always a, a them that challenges us. There's always a, a race of people, uh, people of a particular identity or orientation, or, or people who are more fortunate or less fortunate than us, or with more power or less power than us, or people we feel have hurt us and others. Hillary Clinton, in her presidential campaign, called a certain group of people a basket of deplorables. Now, whether she was right or not, or whether you agreed with her or not, that's not the point. The point is that calling people I hated them is always tempting, no matter how much power and privilege we might have. And maybe sometimes it's even more tempting for people who have power and privilege to do that. That brings us 
to a day in the life of Jesus that we see in today's gospel lesson. Let's remember from last week that Jesus was speaking to people in Luke's gospel who had gathered around thousands of them on a plain, a level field. And everyone was on the same level with Jesus. People who knew and loved Jesus, people who were just following Jesus, and people who were maybe just curious about Jesus. And Jesus had laid out for all of these people a series of lessons about how to be a follower of Jesus, how to find a humble heart following the way of love and, and right living that comes only from God in Jesus. And Jesus said this to everyone, hoping that people would be encouraged to seek a new life, following God's love in their hearts. But then Jesus prepared them for the hard parts of walking in the footsteps of Jesus. The steps of, of Christian discipleship with the greatest rewards and the greatest challenges. And Jesus knew that not everyone would like what he would say. So he started out by saying, but I say to you who are willing to hear. Jesus knew that what we need to hear about God's love is not always what we want to hear about God's love. We don't really want to hear from God, love your enemies. We don't really want to hear from God, pray for those who hurt you and hate you. We don't really want to hear from God. If someone hurts you and takes away your human dignity, make yourself vulnerable and be willing to offer them peace like God does. We don't want that. But Jesus, kneeling like a humble beggar before everyone, whether they wanted to hear this or not, was setting the example for everybody to follow. Jesus kneeled before the world's hurt and hurting people, asking them to try a deeper kind of love, God's kind of love. The Vietnam War, that Americans fought lasted nearly 20 years. Some of us may have fought in that war. Many of you no doubt had family members and, and friends who did. I had a, a schoolmate, James Egan, who enlisted as a Marine Corps pilot. And his plane was shot down in 1966, not too long after his tour of duty began. His body was never found. I thought about Jimmy when my draft number came up for the war in 1973. My number was 22, which meant I had a, a pretty good chance of being drafted the next year. I didn't hate the Vietnamese, and I honestly doubt that many people really did in that war, in spite of all the hurt that both sides did to one another. And I didn't want to die in a war that I doubted, but I loved my country. I loved my country. And I was willing to risk being hurt by our enemies to serve those who I loved. So when it came time to register for the draft, I chose to register as 1A 
available for the draft. I left it to God to choose whether I would serve my country in war or some other way for the love of my country. I was never drafted. In 1975, the war was over. We lost. That was a big deal back then, of course, especially for people who had fought in it. It hurt a lot of people that we had done so much to come away with so little. And that our veterans had the scar of defeat to bear without honor. Of course, the nation of Vietnam had a different perspective. More bombs were dropped on that small nation by the U.S. war in Vietnam than were dropped in the whole of the world in World War II, including the atom bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Our nation bore deep spiritual and physical scars because of that war. But we weren't alone. 44 years after the war ended, Vietnam veterans, some near the end of their lives, have become familiar sights in that nation. They visit familiar places, some no doubt with fond memories, but I'm sure many places with very hurtful memories of their enemies. They visit a place where they receive scars from the hurt of war, and they're guided by the children of the families who received scars from the hurt of war. It's not that the scars don't matter to them anymore. They do. But like a, a scar on our body, we're more than our scars. We're people who live under our scars. And so these these former enemies, they tried to celebrate life, not death, love, not hate. On the day of his resurrection, Jesus rose from the dead with scars from his crucifixion. And he didn't pay his scars any mind until the Apostle Thomas wanted proof that Jesus was real. The scars didn't really matter to the risen Jesus except to let a doubting world know that love is far greater than the hurts of this world that scar us. We all live with scars, amen? amen. We all die with scars. And through faith in Jesus Christ, we hope that we too will be raised up from death with scars. And they will be the signs that it wasn't the hurt that we have received in life that really mattered. What will have really mattered is how much love we gave in the name of Jesus in the middle of living with our scars. Jesus said that that day on the plane, if you love those who love you, why should you be commended, even sinners? of those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, why should you be commended? Even sinners do that. It's important to love our families. It's important to love those who love us. But as important as it is to love those who love us, loving those who love us is not 
really what being a follower of Jesus is all about. Amen? Amen. Being a follower of Jesus means that we do things that set us apart from other people. Not because of our goodness or their goodness or anybody's goodness, but because we want to be like God. We said it last week. Let's say it again. Be like God. Let's try that one more time. Be like God. Amen. Amen. The love that we can give and can only give through faith in Jesus Christ and in God's Holy Spirit is the only mark of a true Christian that will ever matter to God. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, I don't know more than anybody else what kind of United Methodist Church will exist at the end of this day, or any of you really. I only know that the United Methodist Church has a unique opportunity, perhaps more than any other global church in this world, to live up to this one simple idea, be like God. Like someone drafted to fight a war or grieving for their loved ones, lost to bitter enemies in war. Loving our enemies, like God loves everyone, might be the last thing we want to do. But it's the best thing. We can't do that unless we all try together to be like Jesus for ourselves and for the world of God and for God you showed us how in Jesus. I pray that we'll do it together always through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen indeed. It is my deep and humbling joy and privilege to invite us into a liturgy for the reception of three New church members, William Bill Parsons, Cheryl Krasinski, and Daniel Dan Krasinski. You will find in our bulletin a separate program here. And I invite us to go manual over here. I'm not doing slides on this one. Pretty big font. I think we can manage. Dear church, the church is of God and will be preserved to the end of time for the conduct of worship and the due administration of God's word and sacraments and maintenance of Christian fellowship and discipline, the edification of believers and the conversion of the world. All of every age and station stand in need of the means of grace which God's church alone supplies. Let us all now, as God's church in Christ, affirm together our vows that we have already provided to God through our baptism. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ. His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He descended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father and will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Remember our baptism, and be thankful, and may the people say, Amen. Amen. Well, those people rise who are going to be sponsoring these candidates for membership and come forward. I'm not being mean just for the one of them. Will you sponsor these candidates, support and encourage them in their Christian life? I will. That's one voice. That's beautiful. Thank you very much. Could you please stand kind of over there? It's like a wedding, but different. <laughs> Would the membership candidates please come forward and kneel before the altar here? Yes, please. That's got to be fixed. What's the candidates for membership? Do you receive and profess the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testament? I do. Bless you. Let those persons who are members of other communions in Christ's Holy Church and who now desire to enter into the fellowship of this congregation present themselves to be received into the membership of the United Church, United Methodist Church. Please stand, please. And I'm going to do it a little different than written here. Would you please turn to our membership and introduce yourself as to where you were baptized and where you're coming from? Bill? I was baptized in the Seymour Congregational Church in 1942. Amen. And recently I've been a member of different Meriden parishes, the Sutter Congregational Church, Salvation Army, and Life of Faith Church, and now I'm glad to be here. Exactly. And my grandmother, her family was Methodist, so uh, that's in my heritage. Thank you. Cheryl, please. Hi, Cheryl. Um, my grandfather was a Methodist pastor, and Courtney mm -hmm. and I found out that my grandfather was her pastor at one point. He baptized um, me. And my most recent um, baptism, where I rededicated my life to the Lord, was at the Jordan River in 2014. And um, 
always believed God had a call on my life. I'm here to serve, and my most recent membership was at the Yalesville United Methodist Church, so I have a long history of Methodist roots. Hi, my name is Dan. Uh, <clears throat> my life is not as exciting as Easter. <laughs> I was born a long time ago. Oh, rather, I was born a long time ago. Yeah. I was baptized uh, in the Catholic religion, and um, I have been to several churches in my lifetime. And recently, uh, my wife and I both were members of the Yalesville United Methodist Church. But as my wife pointed out, um, this is where we want to be. We're here to serve, and however we can help, that's what we're going to do. Praise God. Thank you. Welcome. People of the United Methodist Church, together with those who, through their affirmation and confirmation, have just professed their faith, will you, all of us, be loyal to the United Methodist Church and uphold it by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? People say, I will. Amen. Let us welcome our new members into our circle of discipleship in Christ's Holy Church by saying, Praise God. Thank you so much. Uh, if our new members could now come forward to the altar area. And. Stand with your sponsors, please, as we conclude this ceremony. Brothers and sisters, I commend to your love and care these persons whom we this day receive into the membership of this congregation. Sisters and brothers, do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. May we all say together, we rejoice to recognize you as members of Christ's Holy Church, and bid you welcome to this congregation of the United Methodist Church. With you, we renew our vows to uphold it by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. With God's help, we will so order our lives after the example of Christ, that surrounded by steadfast love, you may be established in the faith and confirmed and strengthened in the way that leads to life eternal. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit bless, preserve, and keep you forevermore. And the people of so much love from God above, please say, Amen. Bless you all. Praise God. Welcome aboard. We have some beginning gifts for you. Bill, I think, um, I think you're closest. Don't you know, it's the third one I picked up. Thank you very much. Cheryl, you're the next closest. And really, what, what looks like a brick and feels like a dirt. Thank you very much. Thank you, bless you all very much. Looks like a brick? Yes, it's good exercise. Looks like a brick. Feels like a brick. Must be a brick. Thank you. <laughs> Let us continue in an attitude of prayer as we Somehow present the prayers of the people together as a beautiful united congregation. 
This Sunday we pray for Patty Grant, and we pray that her legs will heal. heal. Please keep her in your prayers. Uh, we, of course, pray for our blessed friend Emily. I will miss her sitting right there next to Jen. And uh, we look forward to giving her a fond remembrance on Saturday. Please hold Lorraine and Leanne and their entire family in prayer. And my special thanks to Daryl and, and everybody else who has been so attentive to visiting her in the time of the week. Services at 11 a.m. Uh, we pray for Tom Caliendo of Tom's Place. Tom died suddenly this week. And uh, there is a, a memorial service this afternoon at uh, New Life Church. I want to say it's 3 p.m. Um, but check with me afterwards if you want to go. And there will be uh, a formal funeral service for him on Monday. I think it's sad but no coincidence that we had our fire donation uh, event here on Saturday yesterday for Linda up on Side Hill Road and her son Justin who died tragically in connection with that fire. It's, it's funny that that comes when Tom has passed. I believe in many ways that God's Holy Spirit is calling this church to be the new center of this community in many different ways. And we hope that God's love will lift us up as we try to respond to that call. From our community, dear Lord, thank you for saving my life. Wow. Please bless my family. Thank you. say a prayer for my sister who lost her nine-year-old daughter. You know what that feels like. And what do you want that? I pray for all those in need of a home this Christmas. I also pray for good health for my family and friends. It's so beautiful how people think of the world in prayer. Don't forget about Lori. Let's pray together. Yeah, so let's pray for Lord's healing. Dear Heavenly God, thank you for your love. Thank you for the beat of our hearts. Thank you for breath in our lungs. For no matter what challenges we face, what losses we face as families, as couples, as just people. The gain of your love in our hearts is the greatest gain of all. And so, dear Lord, we ask you to cover all these people who we've lifted up in prayer. Lift up their families. Anoint their souls with healing and comfort. Tell us in your Holy Spirit how to be their comfort and how to ask for your strength to do not what we think we can do, but what you know that we can and should do. 
Help us to accept both our limitations and your strength in us together. Be with our United Methodist Church as I confer today on the future of our church. Be with all Christians around the world for we all need to be better images of your love in Christ. And be with all the unspoken prayers today where you feel and see the hurt in our hearts, dear Lord. Open us up to your love and may the healing begin. And all of these things we say in the blessed name of Jesus Christ our Lord who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you for being a church of love, a church of grace, a church of hope. Let us express that love and grace and hope as we present our tithes and offerings to the honor and glory of the God who we serve. Let us say this together. In God's Holy Spirit, the heart of Jesus Christ beats in us, ready to share God's love with the world 
through our faith-filled discipleship, share the deeds. And now may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord shine God's face upon us and be gracious unto us. And may the Lord of all folks lift up God's countenance even upon us with a crinkly old microphone and grant us peace now and forever. And may the people so loved by God please say, Amen! Thank you so much. Please receive our members at our fellowship time. Bless you all and bless this church. That's what 70 degrees feels like.
then we had the same power. That was
Let me say that we just have light shining out in front. They can't see because of the glare. But they're coming up the street and it's just shining in a certain direction. It illuminates, you know, by to the left. If we're in the house, it would illuminate to the If we're in the house looking out the window, it would illuminate to the left where it looks like a dark area. Right. Because you you have a street light at the corner of your no. driveway, right? No, there's nothing. Oh, there. there's nothing there. That's so I tried to get one, but uh, it wouldn't work. Okay. So all right. Well, okay, let's think nice. about it. Think, yeah. You know, see what the options are as far yeah. as lighting. Yeah. And those lights that you have in the back. Yeah. Or, or, you know, you can also you can go up and down. Yeah. Need to move them. You just have to give it steady pressure, and they will move. I think they're put down. Yeah. Because what I did was in the bathroom. I put the LED light there, but I covered it over with the top. And at night, I looked out. After I had gone out and activated it, I came back and got ten minutes. Mm -hmm. So, or even. So that timer is working. Yeah, it is. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, at first, when I first put it in, it wasn't. It was just coming out. So I went back out there with the special screwdriver. Yep. And then I, I reset it for the maximum. Okay, I had to turn it the wrong way then. No, that's all right. That's okay, no. It's no big deal. I, yep. I got the problems out. So I looked out there and I said, it's pretty good because it, it covers straight out towards the backyard. You know, on the, near the drain pipe where I had that little. Gas grill is keep it out. Oh yeah, yep. All right. So that worked okay. And then the other one that shines out towards my roof, and I can it lights up though. I can see on either. The only thing I can't see is behind the tool shed. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's if somebody's messing around, they'll see. Right. So I mean, it, 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 but I think enough. Like, the guy on the other side, now he's in Florida. All the time. Oh, I, I'm retired when I'm contracted out. I work from home. I can't get a tractor. You know, wagon, you know, tractor. So, but he has no lights at all. And I mean, when you look over at that, I mean, it's dark as dark can be. And I'm just surprised that he. He doesn't right around the corner from 91. Right, you know, okay, so at least he did. So, and that's why when I had one flood um, get knocked off about five years ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the way they put them off was they didn't put that the, the, the block. Yeah. They just, there's a box behind it and they just yeah, screw it up. So I like that the light that you have. Yeah, that's a that's a great light. And and mine was close to hundred. Yeah. Or maybe eighty. Now, would you get that local or? Uh, I'm gonna go look because I bought it over the Home Depot on Street Twenty Two, which is all in, in Southern. In Southern. In the Southern. Yeah. Because it's nearest. Yeah. That's where I shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it. Yeah. 
what I like about that is I have one that's actually the one that you see illuminates the driveway all night. It's just we've done it ever since we moved in. And uh, the thing that's we manually turn on and off because the elevator got it shut. Oh, okay. So we just turn it on at night, turn it off in the morning. Yeah. Um, but um, I'd like to get one for the pool side. Yeah. Um, like yours to come on if someone's out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. sense of motion. Now the dogs, I'm sure, will. Dogs would set it off, I know. Yeah, we well, can. But, you know, oh, let it go on. See the light go on and off. That's a warning that there's a light there. That's not a got And then to have one, um, the one that I, mm -hmm. that you uh, gave me, mm -hmm. put that out by the chimney group. Yeah. Just, and even that for uh, animals. Yeah, that are coming around. You know, yeah. would be enough to. I do want to get a couple more of the solar yeah. to put, so when we go out to the coop at night, yeah. a little bit of light will come on. Yeah. So I, I've run into uh, we could well a skunk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. Step back from him. So those are so any news from up in the lake? I mean, yeah. no, I see a lot of snow. Yeah. I enjoy Earthside. I enjoy Earthside. 
look for in terms of those dynamics?
97 is where I get off Airport Road. Yeah, okay. You will see a lot of construction. Okay. And they have these big wheels by the grinders, you know. Yeah, I've yeah. seen them where they, they, they put them in the ground like they do a tunnel under the English Channel. Right. Well, this is what they're doing. Everyone. Wow. I said, let's think about it. Yeah, that they were 
90s to what we were most recently out there on the trip. There's watermarks from where the water level used to be, which are three to five feet higher. But they, they, so much water has been siphoned off. Yep. Are you doing good? Yeah. Are these your glasses here? They might be Dave. Yeah. They probably are. He's not that well, old, right? At, well, I, I think I was. Yeah, there are those of his. He's in the back. Do you want me to give it to him? No, I wouldn't mind at all. I'll just ask him that you lose these. Or did you misplace these? He seems to do that a lot. I seem to remember him forgetting it before. Oh, hi, sweetie.
know. Did you lock that door? You can go out there. Just oh, use the okay. left side. Left side. Okay. Did anybody leave an umbrella out there? Okay. Mike. Are you sure you're on the right left side, please? Thank you, Miss Anna. Hey, eventually I gotta get my screen down from up there. Your screen? I have a screen. A folding screen. Oh, okay. Is it back in the corner on the right oh, side? Oh, right, right, right. Well, anyone yeah. somebody bring it out, we want to leave it down here. I gotta eventually get my bedroom together and the dining room. You, know, like, you mean the, this uh, wooden thing here in the corner? Yeah, it's a uh, floor panel, I think. So. Oh, okay.